0: Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. It's time for Ask an Expert and we've got Mohau. Mohau sent us a WhatsApp message saying that she is struggling to get rid of a tenant that has stopped paying rent since COVID-19 began. That was about like, what, two years ago? So what do you do when uh, you've got a property that you're renting out and the tenant all of a sudden doesn't want to pay rent? Do you kick them out? Do you get red ends to, uh, you know, evict the the tenant out? Grant, you're live on Radio 2000.
1: Yes, how are you?
0: I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your time. So we received a WhatsApp message from Mohau. She says that my parents passed away and we are renting out the place and have a tenant staying there. Uh, she hasn't paid rent since COVID-19 pandemic started until now and refuses to move out of the house. What channels must she follow, uh, Grant? What what, what are, her, are her options that are available to her?
1: So the unfortunate thing is it's not a unique story and I think um, a lot of tenants, particularly um, those that haven't been paying used uh, lockdown and and um, uh, the pandemic as a reason to not pay yeah well, that's possibly not the reason so i'd say just in this instance we would have wanted to take a look at um preventions better than cure firstly so making sure that you're getting tenants and they can afford their property or properly vetted and have found the correct documentation up front but now sitting in the situation where she is there are definitive channels you have to follow and and um there's two two places either getting guidance from um, Experts in the space, which is eviction attorneys, who mm-hmm. can uh, adequately, adequately deal with the, the, the process and the problem, or um, you know, linking to into professionals such as ourselves who can assist in that in that legal process. So that's a long winded explanation to get to the start. But really, the first point is: is for an eviction, you need to get uh, make sure that the tenant is an unlawful occupier. You can't mm-hmm. start any eviction process without either putting them in breach or, or, or and, uh, making them aware of that and giving them the opportunity to rectify. So, at the point in time when they breached the lease agreement, which, hope, which is hopefully in place, um, they would have needed to be put into, in breach. And if they hadn't been put in breach yet, they need to be put in breach. So at the end of that period of time, um, and because of the Consumer Protection Act, that's 20 working days, they would then, um, any lease that's in place would be terminated, and that, that tenant would effectively become an unlawful occupier and let's get one in the entire process.
0: Yeah. Uh, Grant, what happens if, for example, right, um, in the case of Mohau, uh, the parents passed away, the house was vacant and they uh, perhaps didn't have the paperwork, a, 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 a lease signed and maybe they just said, you know what, you can stay uh, and it was a verbal agreement that you will pay X amount of rent every single month but there is actually no paperwork. There was no signature. It was just a verbal agreement that the two parties uh agreed to what happens yeah. in that instance
1: yeah so, so firstly i mean obviously, obviously it's it's, it's, a, it's a terrible place to be in and, and verbal agreements which are still are still legal and, and in the future won't be uh, won't be possible but, but at this stage verbal agreements are are possible and but an absolute no no so anybody that's listening never entered into verbal agreement make sure everything's reduced to writing yeah i would hope that although there's a lack of agreement, there'll be something in, in writing at some point in time, whether that's a WhatsApp message or, mm. or, um, or email, that says, I agree that you can enter this property, but you will be paying X amount of money. What what that is um, um, controlled by is the Rental Housing Act and the Rental Housing Lenders Act. So there would be grounds to still put them in breach in terms of that um, process, saying you agreed, even, even if it was verbally, um, to pay... You're have no long, you're not paying, and therefore I need you to move out. Um, but again, this is one of those very difficult situations where you need to escalate it to um, uh, attorneys who regularly deal with this process.
0: Yeah, Grant... Um, that sounds expensive. When you start bringing yeah. attorneys, it starts becoming expensive already. I've lost income that I should have gotten uh, from 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 this tenant, and now I have yeah. to pay more money for lawyers. How much plus yeah. minus does all of this cost? Sure.
1: So, so an unopposed eviction um, can get around thirty thousand Rand. Um sure. an opposed eviction which I mean could take you all the way to the constitutional court and um, that that's how, how long is a piece of string. So it is unfortunate. It's an unfortunate risk of, of being a landlord and a property investor and effectively a business owner in this space. Mm. So it is one of those risks. And and to be honest, but the problem is well, not the problem but the reality is, is that a, a person's right to their home is enshrined in the Constitution. Yeah. And um, uh, the unlawful eviction um, of, of uh, individuals is protected um, through the pie Act um, to the, the prevention of living evictions. And, you know, so a person's right to their home uh, or a home and, and to live in that home is something that we, that needs to be taken into account. And that's why an eviction can only happen by a court order. You sure. need to go to court and you need to go through that process. What I will say here is that there is a shortcut which um, we regularly sort of recommend, and, and it's not not an illegal shortcut, but it's really it's a negotiation um, between two contending parties. So approaching the, the tenants, finding out what the situation is, often we see that tenants can't move out because maybe they don't have a deposit for the next property um, or they have issues around their credit check. And you know, particularly the pandemic affected a lot of people's credit profiles. Yeah. So they were, they were renting, they had credit issues, they're in accommodation the now, and they can't move because um, the credit checks will come up um, poorly. Mm. So it's just working with them saying, well, if you need a deposit, maybe I can... Um, Pay the deposit if you need help with the moving cost, Maryland. Pay it. because the most expensive thing in proxy investment is not actually the legal costs or or the cost of helping somebody out to move out of the property, but it's actually a non-paying or vacant property, a non-paying yeah. or vacant property yeah. that, that escalates very quickly.
0: Yeah. Now, what could possibly happen if Mohau decides to forcefully evict the tenant? Is the landlord uh, protected? Does that mean the tenant can now call the police to say yeah. that I am being evicted from my home, even though the yeah. property does belong to Mohau?
1: So, so when you are putting a tenant in the property and you effectively leasing that property, you're giving the right of occupation away, just mm. one portion of that ownership. So, although you own the property and you're responsible for certain things, raising taxes, maybe. And the upkeep and maintenance of the property, at let's uh, due to um, wear, uh, sorry, yeah, due to normal wear and tear, and you giving up the right of occupation. So, for example, if you as a landlord um, decide you just want to go and inspect the property, shut up and walk into the property without tenants um, there, even though you own the property, you could be um, charged with trespassing because oh you're going into property, given a the right of access exactly the same to, to sort of forceful eviction and you know, that's where the PIAC comes into play, And the landlord could often end up with a criminal record if they, if they go that route. And we often hear and see on Facebook Is uh, effectively null uh, and void, and you have to restart the process later on. Of yeah. course, we we'll, we'll look at it and um, very unkindly, and again, because the right to a is enshrined in the constitution.
0: And also, Grant, how long can one stay without paying rent? Because it goes against the the binding contract signed by the tenant. The expectation is every single month you're supposed to pay X amount yeah. of money. But now yeah. it's been how many years since the pandemic began? It's been two plus years, three years. Yeah. And the tenant hasn't paid any rent.
1: Yeah, so, so what I'll say is that the correct steps need to be taken. The same way um I get prescribed off a certain period of time, um, effectively a tenant can stay for as long as they're not put in breach they're not um found to be unlawful or put made to be unlawful um, occupiers and the eviction process hasn't started. So again, for as long as the, the the landlord or the or the responsible person isn't taking the right steps to to end up in an eviction um, uh, end up the court and get an eviction order mm. that the tenant is effectively stay there for longer and longer. Um, and when you do risk that they eventually uh have a right to that property and it causes uh, far more issues. So, um, you know, my recommendation was it always is, and this is for any landlord out there, that if, if the rent is due on the first, you start the process of, of breach on the second, and you start that process towards um, an unlawful occupier. on either party and then the other part would be um, where perhaps uh, the proxy was rented out um, and I'm hoping you know, the, the executive of the estate was involved in that process of signing the agreement for that, or approving the, the penalty because that could add an additional Layer to the eviction process.
0: Mm. With that being said, Grant, in your expert opinion and experience, what should Mohaw do? Uh, I hear you saying lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. Is that yeah. the first thing uh, or the first? I
1: undoubtedly, I undoubtedly would approach, uh, approach a, a property eviction an attorney to to get some advice at least. So you don't necessarily need to open a file with him, but talk with them and understand exactly where you sit in the situation and lay out all, all the cards and just. Um, find an attorney that we'd sit with them and understand exactly what's happening and uh, have been in this process and hopefully would um, be able to give advice on the way forward from a legal process point of view. Mm. Secondly is, is, is engagement. You know, there must be a situation where the attorneys are something that they are unable or unwilling to move. and just trying to get a better understanding at least if they are willing to engage and um, to understand where they are and see if there's maybe uh, get a shortcut where you can come to mutual agreement um, and if they move out, then, then they get X or Y make sure they're around, so
0: I hear you Grant thank you so much and for uh, a landlord maybe that perhaps is uh, t- dealing with a similar situation and wants to get a hold of you where can they
1: contact you they can um, send an email at grant at only um, that's probably the easiest way otherwise I am on, on both Facebook and Instagram um, it's just at Grant Smith
0: thank you so much thank you Grant
1: thank you very much radio 2000
0: podcast